0: What the Hey would like to warn its listeners that the following episode discusses topics which may offend some people.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
0: introducing.
1: to the wonderful, wacky, and weird world of What The hey. My name's JC, and I'm with the proud, the Honourable, Paney the First. How are we today, Sir Paney? Sir
0: Paney. Ooh, I've been knighted. I am good, <laughs> JC. <laughs> what, yeah. is, what is happening in podcast land for you this weekend?
1: This weekend, we haven't had a great deal of stuff happening. I've just been catching up on a bit of stuff around the, the house, and a um, bit of study and things like that, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, pretty pretty relaxing overall, and how about yourself?
0: Yeah, pretty relaxing today, uh, had a sleep in, which was nice. Um, nice, yeah, so took that when I could, and then pretty much a lazy day, uh, chilling out on YouTube, looking what's going on in the world. There's a lot of sombre, a lot of depressing news this week. It hasn't been great for us, but we did find mm. some, some goodies today.
1: Oh, awesome. Hmm. Well, let's let's get into it, eh? So, so uh,
0: w- what do we have
1: happening in, in local today, Paney?
0: Well, I found this article. Now, JC, we all know there is a monthly occurrence in Perth with the Bayswater Subway Bridge. Um, there's even a web page dedicated to this, and this is no joke. You can actually go to how many days since Bayswater Bridge has been hit.com. That's all one word.com. Um, <laughs> basically, this is a little bit different to the Bayswater Bridge, but I'll get to the Wales Oral Bridge in a minute. But we'll go through this article first. So, this is an article written by Natalie Richards of Perth Now. So, it's basically a truck that has been hit and stuck in a different scenario than the Bayswater Bridge. So, the article reads, Trucking hell. Perth delivery drivers get stuck on bollards. Now, this is no joke, JC. A Perth truckie has been left with a dented truck and a dented pride to match after the impaling of his truck on bollards in the Perth CBD this morning. So, you could have gotten stuck on bollards anywhere in Perth, any shopping centre, but it had to be Perth CBD, the one of the most probably the most busiest in mornings of all the places in Perth.
1: Mm, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he must have been in a rush.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but morning commuters leaving the Perth underground. Now, this is the Perth underground. Leaving the Perth underground this morning would have been greeted by a red-faced delivery truck um, being stuck on the bollards of the corner of Murray and William Streets. Um, The City of Perth spokesperson said that the delivery driver had used a device to lower the bollards while making delivery to the mall this morning. Um, But the driver had mistimed their journey out of the mall, causing the truck to be impaled on the bollards. That is just hilarious. not just stuck on one side. It's actually impaled the truck.
1: Oh, God. That's really bad. <laughs> so they're, they're, it's one of those retractable ones, right? It is and... ones
0: that they can control to lower them down, so they can go through the mall. And then they, because um, oh. some of the mall exits have a set of lights specifically for only people coming out of those sections.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there's one there near the church there in the mall. Um, it's like it's it's a cross section technically, but most of the time you only see the, the three ways. Being used, but every time there's like a, a police car or a delivery driver, they will come out from the from the mall side. So, yeah, you, you've got to time it right. But yeah, the delivery drivers do have those little remote-controlled mechanisms to lower them.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: But thankfully, the only injuries were to the driver's pride, so that was good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's yeah. so bad. <laughs> the well-humoured person behind Twitter account, the Bell Tower Times. We all love the Bell Tower Times on Facebook. Um, He had to poke fun at the driver in the morning. He said, crashing into the Bayswater Bridge is so two weeks ago. Damn. So that's basically what I was getting on earlier. So the truck has since been towed from the scene. So good that no one was hurt. And even the driver wasn't hurt. Only shame. But yeah, I mean, for truck drivers, it's a regular occurrence hitting a bollard or hitting the Bayswater Bridge, as we touched on. Mm. But a little bit of history for the Bayswater Bridge for you, JC, going by this website. So oh, yeah. it has been a record. I think it's a record anyway. I could probably look back to it. But it's 27 days since it been hit. Now, the record for this website goes back to March 2006. So March – I'll go through them chronologically. So we got March 2006 – this is all trucks – but I'll, I'll let you know specifically what kind of truck each one is. So this one looks like a delivery truck. Um, May 13, 2008, there was no photo taken, which is a shame. Um, hmm. May 5, 2010, was a truck. Um, it looked like a delivery truck as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, November 2, 2013. Now, that was a like a loading truck. Um, mm-hmm. Then a shipping container truck hit it in it. March 26th, 2014, it's a little bit more bigger. Surely you'd see the sign saying, Well, oh, 3.8 metre clearance, maybe not. Um, <laughs> no, that was back
1: in the day when there was only one sign, right?
0: <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> July 31, 2014, an SCT logistics truck hit it. Um, August 20, 2014, the Bonaro Nurseries truck has hit it. So... You try to leaf that behind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, June 19, 2015, a skip truck. Um, we wish you skipped that bridge passing. Um, nah, February 3, 2016, another truck. Um, March 29, 2016, a truck. Um, June 24, 2016, Luke Simpkins advert. So, not a truck, but you know those adverts that get towed by bikes or towed by cars? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, yeah, this one had the political um, advertisement for Luke Simpkins at the time, so oh. that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's great advertisement. was <laughs> <laughs> well, it no advertisement, bad advertisement, that's what they say? Um, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now, November 29, 2016, they had the Western Power Truck. So, not just normal truckies and normal businesses, Western Power has hit it as well. Um, Now, there was April 10, 2017, a truck. um, And it's quite a few trucks. It's a worldwide timber traders truck. Now, that was when... The first no May sixteen with the truck hit it. That was the first time that had the flashing light clearance sign installed for the first time. So they actually mm-hmm. end up having three signs to indicate three point eight meter clearance. Um, there was the one steel truck in September four. There was the nationwide towing truck, and then there's more here to uh turn seventeen September six September fourteen. So that was only, what's that, eight days apart. Then it was December 6, December 18, and December 20, then December 29 of 2017, so quite a few. So there was a veggie truck, an instant waste truck, um, and then there was a thrifty rental truck. Um, And then (laughs) since 27 days ago, it been hit twice, and this is when they had the four... Now, four clearance signs and warning signs saying 3.8 metres. There was a truck, two trucks twice in the one day on Jan 15. So Jesus Christ. I can understand if you're coming from the Road roadside towards Bayswater, where it's only one way at that point. Mm-hmm. So you get to a point where you hit the Bayswater Tavern, and you think, okay, this is pretty much, there's no return from this point. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're coming from the Coode Street end, surely you see it and go, uh, I May I turn left onto the Beach Bar Road side towards Bayswater, uh, the Bayswater Bistro? But mm-hmm. I can't believe how many people, how many trucks hit this Bayswater Bridge as well as just hitting bollards around Perth.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And it's it's just amazing that the amount of trucks that have hit it like, the thing is still standing. Like, they Mm. must have built that bridge really well. If only the (laughs) Titanic
0: was as strong as the Bayswater Bridge.
1: If only. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant local history. Mm. I wonder how long this thing's been standing. It's just amazing how many trucks have hit it, and it's just going strong.
0: Can you imagine before the time when everyone, everyone was their own media paparazzi... With their own camera phones, can you imagine how far back trucks would have hit the Bayswater Bridge even further than the record of 2006 that's on that webpage?
1: Mm. It'd be <laughs> so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's my little laugh for that morning, JC. Yeah,
1: um, no, I like that, hmm. especially with um, being so local, the Bayswater Bridge. Oh. Who would have thought? <laughs>
0: So, what did you uh, what did you find for your article for the week?
1: So, I found oh, well, it wasn't really hard to find. I mean, our buddy um, Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's heard of him.
0: I think he, he, was he runs. I think it was an article. With, oh, we we browsed through a few weeks ago. I think he was releasing his own flamethrowers. I think.
1: Yeah, and um, you know he's done all he's doing all sorts of things. That guy is doing yeah, flamethrowers in one company, and he's doing um, electric cars in uh, the Tesla mm-hmm. um, car company, and um, he's also shooting rockets into space with his SpaceX company. Okay. And okay. Um, last Tuesday he um, he shot a rocket into space, and um, it wasn't just just a rocket. He um, loaded it up with uh, a Tesla Roadster from 2008.
0: Okay.
1: Um, So he... (laughs) It was very interesting because he this car, he got a mannequin put into the driver's seat and um, the idea was to shoot it into space, the rocket, unload the car and shoot that further into space and have it... Orbit around, uh, go around the Earth and Mars orbit, around the Sun and forever go around, basically until it disintegrates or uh, gets destroyed. So what ended up happening on Tuesday was it reached um, the first part of the orbit, and then the the car got released and it glided. They shot it even further, and <laughs> Elon tweeted on it on his Twitter account saying that um. Third burn successful, exceeded Mars orbit and kept going to the asteroid belt. Oh, okay. And so basically, he was saying that it's overshot and it's heading towards the asteroid belt. Then they released all these all this data, all these numbers to astronomers and people that are interested. Yep. Astronomers started looking through all this stuff and they were like, well, this doesn't really quite work out to what he's saying. And um, so it says, uh, Andy Rivkin, uh, planetary astronomer at Johns Hopkins Applied Physics Laboratory, who studies asteroids, Yep. he um, basically said, we collectively assumed that the numbers on Musk's tweet were based on telemetry and that they'd know best. But then it goes on to say that basically they used uh, Rob McNaught, an Australian asteroid observer Mm -hmm. his observations and so based on the correct numbers the car actually won't make it as far as the asteroid belt okay so essentially they ended up saying that the tesla will cross the orbit of mars twice per orbit so musk is still fulfilling his wish to send his tesla to mars it'll just take a little longer between visits okay yeah so he basically the the payload, payload, sorry, is basically the the Roadster is going thirty three point five kilometers per second um, after the last push. Um, yeah, this is <laughs> just interesting to think that we basically sent a car to float around <laughs> in outer space. <laughs> um, so uh, Rivkin. Uh, Went on to say, before it gets smashed to pieces, I'd expect its orbit to be changed by the gravity of Jupiter and other forces. Its orbit will be stretched out, and it will start crossing not just Mars orbit twice every 18.8 months, but Earth's, and eventually Venus's and Mercurys. If it manages to hit any of those planets or the Moon, it'll eventually end its days millions of years from now hitting the Sun. So, yeah, very interesting to think that if it does go if everything does go to plan, this thing's just going to be up there for our lifetime and, and for our children's lifetime and so on and so forth. So pretty cool. Um, uh, so the other things that I found interesting about this, uh, that's right. Um, so in a tweet, former NASA deputy administrator, Lori Garver said she was told by SpaceX vice president that the Tesla roadster payload was the backup after NASA, and the U.S. Air Force and others declined to fly their satellites for free on top of the untested rocket. <laughs> so they were kind of like, oh. Elon's like, yeah, no, go on. You can you can chuck it on there. I'll do it for free. Like, no, 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 we're good. We're good, mate. <laughs> and a few interesting and fun facts I found out about what um, he's a bit out there, this Elon Musk. Um, yep. He basically had, so he had the mannequin sitting in the car, um that basically looks like the Stig really um but his name isn't the Stig he's named him starman after um David Bowie's song and then they have continuously on loop um, the song by David Bowie which is don't get don't don't be offended because I'm not a big fan of David Bowie so I don't know the name of the song off the top of my head but it's something Mars ah oh, it's killing me killing me man no. It's gone. <laughs> anyway, so he also had in the middle of the the car in the center screen uh, a thing that reads "Don't panic," and um, it's basically um, a remind, um, re- not just a reminder for Starman to stay calm, the mannequin, but also it's a clever reference to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The other interesting thing he's done is like if if alien life forms decide to dismantle the um, The Tesla, they'll come across a few circuit boards that say, made on Earth by humans. There's also a a plaque in the car that has um, 6,000 of the employees' names. And, um, yeah, like, uh, very interesting. And the other cool thing about this Tesla Roadster, guess how fast, guess how quick it can get to 100 kilometres an hour, Paney?
0: Ooh, being space travel... I would say.
1: No, excluding space travel. I'm, I'm just talking on Earth. <laughs> on Earth,
0: it could probably be ooh, maybe
1: three seconds? 1.9. It's really fast. Yeah. Um, its top speed is 400 kilometers an hour, and it's worth $200,000. And it's um, Elon's um, private kind of collection, one of ooh. his own. And if our listeners are interested in in looking more into this, there actually is a live stream of um, Starman sitting in the car, and you can see where he's at, where he's at, and what he's looking at. Most of it's just black and and a bit of sun maybe. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty interesting.
0: As far as him, I probably would have used um, a Mazda, I think, to put into space because it could zoom zoom through space. Yeah. You know?
1: Oh, you, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, uh, so bad.
0: <laughs> um, that, that song that you're thinking of, JC, was Life on Mars by David Bowie. Oh,
1: Thanks, Payney. Mm. I was kicking myself. I was, I was still <laughs> looking for it, to be honest. Yeah, very interesting. I, he's a very out-there kind of character, that Elon Musk. I think he has too much money.
0: I think so, but... He's, at least he's doing fun stuff with his money. He's not sort of keeping it in a sock under the bed and just saving it away. He's mm. sort of doing something fun and something the public can see and yeah, something that we can actually can't do anyway. Not everyone can do every day of their life. And he's just saying, hey, uh, let's do this. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah and that's one.
1: Of the, I think one of the things he says is like, you know, I only do things that are fun and interesting, not boring kind of thing. Exactly what you've said. Mm-hmm. So that's his motto as well. <laughs> so yeah, all, all the information I found was from uh, space.com, an article by Steve Spiletta, and also uh, from com, and that's by Marina Karen, another article. So I just kind of got all the info from those two articles. Nice. So what um, other bit of um, interesting news did you come across, Payney?
0: Well, not only that it's fringe, JC, it's also an event... This is more of a global event. It is the Winter Olympics. It is here this year. Um, and this time mm. it's in Korea. So um, the North and South sort of have come together for this event to host it together. Let's just hope they unite more in the future than just for sport. But um, yeah, they've come together, put little differences a little aside just for now um, to host these Winter Olympics. But it's not the Winter Olympics itself that I want to discuss. It's particular event that happened at the Winter Olympics. So, this happened um, to the South Korean figure skater um, Ura Minz and she had a wardrobe malfunction. Now, this is from a staff reporter of the Perth Now website. Um, it's not the Winter Olympics without some sort of wardrobe malfunction. Now, we've seen many wardrobe malfunctions live on TV. We saw Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl, and we've seen other things that happened over time. But the, um, the South Korean figure skater, Yura Min, um, the gorgeous red costume proved to be an inconvenient choice as she competed in the short dance category in today's figure skating. So... As she spun around with the partner, Alexander Gamelin, uh, she had to keep adjusting her red top from slipping off her shoulders and bearing all. At one oh. point, the top slipped a little too far. So if you jump on Perth now, there's actually a video you can watch of this. And a little tweet from Seven Olympics said, when your costume fails, embarrassment emoji, Euromin um, recovered with class, and brackets, and a great reaction with little LOL emoji. So um, there's a few hashtags in it. <laughs> hashtag costume fail, hashtag Pyongchan 2018. But yeah, it's just a few things that have happened. A Channel 7 commentator um, pointed out the skater's issues. He said, it's very hard to stay concentrated when you're worried about whether your costume is going to stay on but it didn't seem to upset the team, still delivering a score of 51.97 coming in a four. So they probably would have won it if they didn't mm. look too distracted from the costume, but uh, mm. it's a little little bit of a humour I found mm. from the Winter Olympics there. She, she probably actually got extra points for, for
1: you know, <laughs> <the culture. laughs> uh, a kid, a kid, But so that poor girl, really, that's, mm. you know, that's
0: international that yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, but you know, we can't help it. low. I think if something. <laughs> I think something got revealed. I still think that wouldn't be an embarrassing event to happen to someone on ice. I can remember one few Olympics ago where um, our very own Australian ice skater was doing the speed skating and was just got to the final. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just cruising, cruising around." I'm not going to win this. So in the next minute, all these Chinese and um, Japanese uh, speed skaters starting to um, fall over, and he end up winning at the last on the last lap and winning it there. So, there's um, oh, yeah, a few things that have happened over the time. Mm. I, I
1: do admit I, I do like watching some of those, um, you know, Olympic kind of failures and and funny moments because they're they're, they're very amusing.
0: Yes. Stephen Bradbury was his name as well, by the way. Um, oh. One that won the um, the gold for the speed skating and just did it the most Australian way. Laid back, just enjoying the show and winning it like a true champion. Nice. <laughs>
1: just the Aussie way. I agree.
0: <laughs> a few little articles this week in amongst the sombre and depressing news that we've had this week, so...
1: Yeah, we got through it. We powered yeah. through it. We we did it for for the listeners. We found something good and funny, so people knew that it wasn't just terrible stuff going on in the world. Finding some wholesome news. Nice. So, I i I think I think we've got a little other segment that we we do each week, Payni. We do. Is, um,
0: what is it? I can't remember what it's called. What the hey?
1: Get out and see Perth today. Yeah. The Fringe edition.
0: Fringe edition.
1: And so I think a little birdie is reminding me that you promised us you'd do theatre. Am I right in thinking that?
0: Uh, I think you're quite correct there, JC. Oh. So the theatre, not just the theatre, yeah. the theatre. So. The theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I found there's a few things that have now ended through the season, but the last a little bit of time left in Fringe. Um, the last Fringe day is actually um, at the end of this month.
1: Yeah, it was the 25th because I did look at it today and I was like, oh dear God, I haven't seen any Fringe shows. I need to go out there and, and enjoy myself. But um, yeah, 25th, it's winding down really quick.
0: Mm-hmm. So I found three that i thought were quite appealing i thought it's a bit of a range too so we can sort of help people uh, have different tastes and different different likes when it comes to different events so the first one i'll go through and this is a world premiere JC. now <laughs> so this is called hashtag no filter your insta life insta acted so Basically, come on an amazing journey as we honour your experience of living and loving in the modern tech era, bearing it all, hashtag no filter. So, actually, to bring a group of friends, this is an experience to share and remember for years to come. We take your stories and significant moments and bring them to life on stage. So that's pretty cool. Hmm. Um our audience spends the night laughing, crying, feeling elated, and connected for the win, or FTW as we say these days. This incredible, interactive, improvised show will be the winning Christmas gift, a gift that keeps giving a gift of a wonderful night out, your Insta-life, Insta-acted. Basically, um, this has being played at... The Veranda Bar at Rigby's Bar and the Lounge at the Moon. So, Mm -hmm. the event at the Veranda is only one show coming up for there, it's the 24th of February. And then at the Lounge at the Moon, that's being played, that's actually finished now. So, it's just the Veranda now. So, there's only one show left. Uh, Mm -hmm. Full price is $25. It does go for 60 minutes. It is PG. But with coarse, mild, or mild coarse language and mild sexual references, just depending on how it's interacting with people. But that was one of the ones that was appealing because um, mm. it's more of an interactive um, play. So that was quite good. Yeah, um, that sounds interesting. Mm. I'd
1: I'd be worried what would come out of it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, this sounds one, really interesting. Yeah, this one's not a Friends of Fringe event either, so you won't be able to get with that one. The second one I found was called Fear. Fear, JC. He's just... He <laughs> had me at fear. <laughs> um, you, can, you can't see it, you don't know what it is, but you know it's coming for you. So... Blindness has always been Alex's preferred excuse for not going outdoors, but maybe this camping trip will change that. Um, You could refuse a few days away from the city with friends and endless beer? Uh, Things are going fine until Alex begins hearing things nobody else can. Fear is an experiment in sensory inhibition. Uh, you will be blindfolded for this production. So you're in the dark, you're blindfolded for the production and all you can do is hear. So your senses are heightened with no sight. Uh, This is at the Circus Theatre at the Fringe Central, so just where the um, cultural centre is in Northbridge. Uh, Full price is $22.00 but if you get a group of six plus, it's $19 per person. Um, that's the cheapest, there's no Friends of Fringe for this one. It's a 55-minute duration show. It's rated at M, has mild coarse language, sexual references, depicts violence and other warnings, loud noises. The audience will be blindfolded for the performance. So it sounds like a very appealing sounds terrifying. Film. It does sound terrifying, <laughs> but it sounds appealing at the same time. It does. Uh, it's kind of like when yeah. you go first go bungee jumping. You're absolutely terrified, but you mm. still want to do it and want to go and enjoy it. So
1: Exactly, yeah. Um, it it kind of reminds me of... Um, uh, there's a famous restaurant, I think, in Europe that, um, that does uh, blindfolded food. And so everybody goes in blindfolded and you eat food in there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it just kind of increases your um, perception on all your other... Kind of uh, sensors and um, yeah, so I can see well, this. This actually be a very interesting show. I think uh,
0: this is uh, this is happening on the twelfth, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth of February. So I'm thinking, about actually going to that one. That's pretty cool. Um, I think this is similar to that one where they had the uh, sea container at Elizabeth Quay where you were blindfolded and you had the... Well, you weren't blindfolded. You were in the dark in the sea container but you had the headphones on and you you couldn't see what was in front of you, like you couldn't see your hand in front of you. Um, So it sounds a bit like that. Um, Hmm. But, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about going to that one this week, actually. So if uh, anyone out there has a bit of a unique sense of humour, maybe take your Valentine on the 14th. That might be a bit funny. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want to get lucky that night, But
0: <laughs> like The girl's just fear, and she doesn't know what. No commitment, no guys committing to her. That's her fear. The guy's like hits with marriage. Ah, fear done. That's a good Valentine present. <laughs> it could backfire. I it just could, have It a... could backfire, but if you get through this, you know he's the one. So
1: um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's there's a silver lining, listeners. <laughs>
0: Brilliant. But that was the second one. Now, the third one, I actually texted you this one, JC, and you thought, this Uh, is what the hey, what's (laughs) going on here? So. Now, I will warn people, some of this article may not appeal to you in certain ways, and it might offend. So, it is a little warning out there, but I will explain for some people that might want to go see this show. So, we like the weird, we like the wacky, JC, don't we?
1: We do. Let's let's bring it on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, this is also a world premiere. So, this is the title, How to Period Like a Unicorn. So, everyone loves a unicorn. What? so i'll read this out to you jc hey girl meet your secret weapon your period learn to use its superpowers for good bad or whatever you're bleeding well (laughs) because it's yours your period is not i repeat not a curse instead you can turn into uh, turn it into your guide for life which is just as well because you're going to have 500 of them welcome to your greatest period ever Aimed at teenagers, parents welcome to sit up and um, sit up the back if they like. So this is presented by (laughs) Lucy Peach. Uh, Lucy Peach is a stadium folk pop singer-songwriter from Fremantle, a parallel career in sexual health education, a long-time prominent... Uh, of menstrual cycle aware- menstrual cycle awareness she used her own cycle as a tool to create music that the world uh, that would win her wa's best folk act in 2016 what? Um, <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know, but it gets better <laughs> then a uh, chance meeting with the storytelling clown from circus delay led her to write a perform in the theatre piece entitled My Greatest Period Ever, which aims to educate and empower women and girls to see menstrual cycles as not a curse, but as a blessing. Um, She uses science, stories and songs. This period preacher (laughs) believes it's time we had a new talk. She says, I hang off every word of unwavering devotion Peach delivers. Gemma Pike from Triple J last year. So this is at the Parel uh, uh, I can't even pronounce that word, JC. Um, Spiegelton. Spiegelton. See, so you had trouble in the past with your words and I have trouble with my words now, so we will help each other. Um, this you. is at the Pleasure Gardens. Um, it is an 18 plus or accompanied by a parent or legal guardian. This is on, on the 22nd, 24th and 24th Shame it's not on Valentine's Day. Um, (laughs) Full price is $20. Teens and kids, 19 and under, are $16. Um, It is a 60-minute production, and it is all age suitability, as long as you have the parent or guardian with you. And, yeah, unique. Let's just say that, JC.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's just say that.
0: (laughs) Very unique.
1: (laughs) It's um yeah, but I think it's it's cool. Like um, mm. it's a cool way to, to educate young women and and yep. yeah, it's very interesting.
0: Not just young women, but young guys as well.
1: No, oh, of course, because they they haven't a clue. I mean, I still don't have a clue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for guys, um, and girls, but for everyone growing up, the best you get is like I think we had Year Ten Health, and it wasn't really gone into much and. In, um, when guys were set aside, we weren't told anything about the female anatomy when it comes to sex education so and girls are probably mm-hmm. not told anything about the guy side of, of sexual education so something like this could be quite good for young people to get involved in yeah that's right hmm. <laughs> uh,
1: still such a strange name <laughs> how a period like a unicorn brilliant
0: I'm hoping there's a unicorn in the show because oh. I'll be disappointed if there's not yeah definitely <laughs> But um, there's two weeks left for Fringe, JC. Two weeks left. So um, I thought they were quite good for what's left in Fringe because, as I said earlier, there's Mm. quite a few that have have now no longer running, so you can't really... There's a few there I wanted to go Mm -hmm. to that I couldn't get to. So, yeah, we'll see what Mm. this week comes up with.
1: Oh, That was some good picks, though, Penny. I like those. And, um, yeah, like you said, so next week we'll probably finish up with... I think I'll do music for Fringe. Music. And, um, yeah, hope, hopefully there's some to, to find, but I'll, um, I'll go through and we'll let our listeners know for the last week what they can go out and see.
0: I think there's music and musicals, I think, as part of the genre. so We'll do all of them. <laughs> Both. I think we need to get into the silent disco as well, I think, when we go out. Yeah, that's great, isn't it? Mm.
1: Silent disco, highly recommend that to our listeners. That's good fun. And that's free, isn't it? Is it still yeah. free,
0: Painty? So. Uh... Yeah, I think so. I think it's still free. It has been free every year. Um, mm-hmm. There might be a couple of left of Silent Disco where you might require like a gold coin donation, which isn't too bad okay. because no, I mean, everyone's right. not worried about donating a gold coin. Exactly.
1: No, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we, we definitely have to go out and check that out before it, it all winds up.
0: So that's what I found in mm-hmm. Fringe. And, uh, Very yeah, nice. Let's get out and see what's on Perth today.
1: That's it. Well, thanks, Painty. No I worries. Had a lovely, lovely time chatting with you. And if anybody wants to hit us up, we're at whatthehay at email If they want to give us some feedback or even throw us some interesting news they want us to make us aware of, because um, we're always open. We um, like, like Painy said earlier, there was a lot of somber stuff through the week, so we were trawling for a while to try and find ourselves some good news to, to bring all you lovely people. So, um, yeah.
0: The squeaky chair is back this week. Um, I'm, still, I'm still expecting an email from people out there to say we're donating a nice chair, squeakless chair to Painty. Yeah, I, I think you might be waiting a while, Painty. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did look at GoFundMe page, people out there. I did look at GoFundMe. and uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I felt bad if I set up a page for my chair because there was quite a few, there's actually quite a few good causes on there and I thought, nah, I won't do that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 when you look at those things, yeah, there's a lot of people doing it hard or people that are doing it pretty good
0: causes, so... I mean, not, not that I'm taking away anything from your course, Penny. <laughs> uh, I actually recommend people to get on to GoFundMe and have a look at some people on there, and they are doing some tough times. And it'd be good to, if you can, help out where you can. Not everyone can help out, but um, if you can, get on there, help help your fellow man out, see what they can do for you.
1: Yeah. Well, on that note,
0: on
1: that positive note, I like that. Well, um, I'll say ad- adios to our listeners. Yes. And thank you very much, Penny,
0: for staying with me. no worries JC Uh, and we'll be back same time next week will do, catch you guys see ya